0: Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud and get it automatically. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Josh High False. Today's guest is Quentin J. Alexander, a member of Adventure Friends and the co-host of bully presents two-person circus he brought with him his first sketch regret man quentin plays the titular regret man frank i play derek the server at the restaurant and Alyssa truskowski steps in to give the visual details and stage directions so let's go to the sketch
1: Scene open, interior, a restaurant. Not too fancy, but hardly a dive. Patrons, mostly couples, are seated throughout the restaurant, eating their meals and conversing with one another. At the center of the scene, Frank, a middle-aged, slightly obese, balding man with thick glasses, is seated at his table looking at his menu. Frank appears agitated as he frantically searches through his menu. The waiter, Derek, enters the scene, walking up to Frank's table.
0: Hello, my name is Derek, and I'll be your server this evening. May I start you off with something to drink?
1: Frank continues to frantically look around his menu for more than a standard pause as if he didn't hear Derek. Sir? Frank gasps, startled nearly falls out of his chair. He places his menu on the table, and he breathes heavily, clutching his chest.
2: Whoa, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you at first. Ah. Drinks, Uh, right. Uh, What kind of soft drinks do you have?
0: Well, we have quite a variety. We have Pepsi, Sprite, Orange Crush, Ginger.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. That is way too many choices. Just give me the, the Pepsi. Wait, no, no, the Sprite. Yes, that's the one. That's the one.
1: Derek is slightly disturbed by Frank's demeanor. However, he composes himself quickly, maintaining a sense of professionalism.
0: Sprite it is, then. I'll get that for you right away.
1: Derek exits. Frank takes his napkin, wiping his sweat from his brow, breathing heavily. He lifts his head.
2: I ordered the Pepsi once. I knew in my heart that I should have gone with the Sprite, but no, I just had to be the big shot that day. Back then, I was a different man, young, confident, virile. Man, I was quite the specimen. Back in high school, I was one of the popular kids. My friends and I ruled that school. Whatever we said goes. That's how we lived. But it all changed on that fateful day. We were having lunch one day, in this very restaurant, mind you, having a few laughs. We ordered our drinks. I ordered a Pepsi. My best friend, Johnny DeSalvo, began wrestling with me a bit. (laughs) It was his way. He wasn't hurting anybody. Suddenly, my drink, my Pepsi, splashed all over his shirt. His mom bought him that shirt the other day. She beat him senseless. He ended up in the hospital for a month we didn't speak much after that incident.
1: Derek begins walking back into the scene.
2: Maybe if, uh, maybe if I had ordered a Sprite, we'd still be friends.
1: Derek sets the soda down on the table next to Frank, placing the straw next to the glass.
0: All right, sir. One Sprite. Thank you. Are you ready to order, or do you need more time?
2: <laughs> time. If only it was possible to go back. How different things could be. Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, um... I would like to order this special.
0: Very good choice. Would you like super salad?
2: Whoa, whoa. Wait. Okay, Frank. This is it. Don't screw this up. I would like to order the soup. No, 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 no. The salad. The salad. Definitely the salad.
1: Derek is now visibly disturbed by Frank's behavior, but still tries to remain all professional.
0: All right. Caesar or house?
1: Frank's eyes widen, staring daggers at Derek, raising from his seat slightly. Derek becomes uneasy and takes a half-step back, noticing the change in Frank's demeanor.
2: Just bring me a plate with some lettuce or something on it, please. I can't handle all these choices. Lives are at stake here.
0: The, the house out, then. Right away, sir.
1: Derek exits the scene. Frank lowers himself back to his seat. He lifts his head.
2: That was a close one. Soup or salad. It's the choice that brought me to this point. You see, I had a love once. I had love. The greatest love of my life, Abigail Stanwick. She was so beautiful. Tall, long, flowing chestnut, brown hair, hazel eyes, and the greatest legs these, these eyes ever seen. She was stunning. She was far more than a bastard like me ever deserved. But she was mine, all mine. I'd do anything to make her happy. Anything she say goes. That's how we lived, but it all changed on that fateful day. We were celebrating our five-year anniversary at this very restaurant, mind you, having a few laughs, whispering sweet nuttons. We ordered our entrees. I ordered the special. Soup would be my starter. While I was eating, Abby started play fighting with me a little bit. It's what we did. Then suddenly my soup, my hot soup, spilled all over her. It scolded her head to toe. She, uh, killed herself not too long after that.
1: Derek enters the scene with the house salad in hand.
2: Maybe if I had ordered the salad, she'd still be alive today.
1: Derek sets the salad down on the table, placing the silverware next to it.
0: There you go, sir, the house salad, and I'd like to apologize if my service has been less than impeccable. I clearly see that you're going through something, and I should be more attentive, so for that, I would like to apologize.
1: Derek places a hand on Frank's shoulder in a comforting way.
2: No, I've been rude to you. I know I'm the customer, and what I say goes and everything, but it's no excuse. Thank you for, thank you for your concern.
1: Der- Frank and Derek begin play fighting a little bit, and this causes Derek to lose his balance falling forward onto the table with an intense crash. Derek bounces off the tabletop, landing with his back on the floor. The salad fork is sticking out of his chest. He is dead. Frank looks at Derek's dead body trembling.
2: No! Not again! Damn you, Super Salad! You've claimed another life! Hey, Quentin. Hey, how's it going, Josh? All
0: right. So, tell me where this idea came from.
2: Yeah, I started this sketch um, in one hundred and one uh, sketch one hundred and one with Brian Kelly. Okay. Um, it was when we were doing uh, character sketches. Okay. Um, and this this idea sort of came up as like a pitch um, that I had about um, like <laughs> the the idea originated from uh, from from menu anxiety. Right. From uh, from going to a restaurant, um, not being exactly sure of of, uh, of what you want to order, um, trying to remember <laughs> if you liked that thing before. Right.
0: <laughs> um. So, sketch one hundred and one. This is your character piece. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone else in that one hundred and one that um, is still involved? That still does yeah,
2: stuff. Um, Jackie Baker, um, was in that sketch one hundred and one class. She's in Flat Earth. Uh, mm-hmm also The Incredible Shrinking Matt and Jackie. Um, Nicole Yates was also in that class. Um, Great stand-up. She's on uh, one of the new fit. Uh, uh, The decoy, yeah. The decoy, yeah. Um, So yeah, and um, shoot, yeah, yeah. Trying to remember, there there might be some other people that are still around. Uh, Joe W.
0: Uh yeah, I don't know how to say his name.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, what? When the I'm not what? gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna butcher his Joe name W. On, I'm not gonna butcher his name on uh, this.
0: <laughs> so what? What made you laugh growing up? Like what? What was your comedy fun? Um, as a kid, as a teen,
2: I watched. I watched a lot of cartoons. Um, I watched like a lot of like Hanna Barbera cartoons. Um, like the Flintstones mm-hmm. and the Jetsons. Um, my favorite. Uh hannah-barbera cartoon uh and it still holds up is uh top cat <laughs>
0: i don't think i've ever seen an episode of top cat
2: it's it's very good um what was it? it like wasn't it like it was like i think it was based off of sergeant bilko i was about to say which one is he not yeah golfed? yeah like top cat was like uh like like based off of sergeant bilko which i actually i've never seen i've never seen an episode i've of never <laughs> actually seen yeah. I,
0: I know I've seen clips of I don't even think it's called Sergeant Bilko I think that's the character name I think right. it was like the the Phil Silver show or something Yeah, um, but yeah I haven't seen that either
2: Oh okay <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah it was just basically like you know Top Cat he's the he's like sort of the ringleader of this gang of, of cats that are always trying have like get rich quick schemes <laughs> which which was like a common thread yes. in Hanna Barbera cartoons I, I, I feel like that's a common thread
0: scenes. in <laughs> most comedy on television from like 1950 to yeah. 1970 because even half of i love lucy episodes are yeah. hey I, this is the way i can make money
2: <laughs> um funny thing about that is like i i learned about uh counterfeiting and money laundering from <laughs> from watching an episode of the flintstones <laughs> what? <laughs> wait what there was okay this is this is like something that like i i love to talk about is um <laughs> There, there. It was it was one of the few episodes of the Flintstones um, that was that was a Betty centric episode. Okay. Um. In the episode, Betty takes a part time job as a caretaker for this old lady. Okay. Um. And she like you know she takes care of like the house and she like runs errands for this little old lady and like the, whenever she runs errands, the little old lady gives her like a hundred dollar bill. Hey, take this down uh, to the to the store and get me a quarter of milk. And just bring back the change and like <laughs> so this little old lady in the Flintstones is
0: making Betty run f- yeah. fake hundreds yes wow <laughs> I
2: had to find that that's crazy yeah it's so weird like
0: uh, so what what's your introduction to like sketch and improv as we know it today like because uh-huh. I, I, I mean you do just as much improv as you do Sketch, if not more. Yeah. So, how do you find out about those things?
2: Um, I my first introduction to sketch comedy uh, was probably in Living Color. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah, I remember growing up watching it. Like it was always like a big thing with uh, to watch it with my family and stuff like that. Have you watched it since? Yes. Do you
0: think it holds up?
2: I think it holds up. Really? Like there are certain things that are definitely. Pop culture references of that time yeah, sure. that, that are unapplicable, which now. is true. Of
0: pretty much every other sketch show on TV. Yeah, well.
2: exactly. Yeah. But I feel like a show like that definitely, uh, you know, paved the way for for shows like Chappelle's Show and, yeah. and Key and Peele and stuff like that. Like, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it certainly gets its prop, like deserves its props because mm-hmm. you know, a relatively well diverse cast, mm-hmm. especially when like. And I've been thinking about this recently. Um, I hold a lot of affinity to that late 80s cast of Saturday Night Live. Mm. You know, the uh, Carvey Myers, Hartman.
2: Yeah, that was probably like one of my favorite years. And, and
0: it's it's a great era of Saturday Night Live until you realize there is no, it is all white. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> looking back, I'm like, oh... That's not good. Like, <laughs> and to the point where I wonder, like, was there any like, like, black people allowed in the building I at know. that point? Cause was were like, there any black writers? We're, were, we're, there? Li-
2: we're living in a in a pre-Tim Meadows time. Because, here. Yeah, you go from <laughs> like,
0: uh, yeah, basically, like, you have the season before Hartman comes on, mm-hmm. Damon Wayans gets fired, yeah, because he plays a character gay without anyone knowing, mm-hmm. because he was so tired of it, yeah. And then nothing until Tim Meadows and Chris Rock show up like six years later. Like, um, and then Damon Wayans, you know, in Living Color with the rest of the Wayans. And mm-hmm. uh, but, okay, so Living Color, you have six Wayans. Yeah, Jim Carrey, um, mm-hmm. Allie Wentworth, yep, the woman who went on to be on that show with that horrible person, Cosby. <laughs> I don't know her name, but I know she yeah. went from one to the other. Uh, so, do you have any like special, specific sketches from *Inland Color* that like really stand out to you historically?
2: Um, I always liked, um, <laughs> I always liked Damon Wayans' uh, uh, super woke uh, prisoner character. Um, what was his name like, Oswald or something like that? and uh it was it was sort of like a parody of like guys that like go to prison and then like convert to islam and okay. like and then they like they like you know start like you know like like reading a lot of things that are clearly beyond their comprehension at the time, <laughs> right. but they talk like they they like, like, they talk like they know what they're talking they're trying
0: about. to be more socially conscious conscious but like it's clearly not.
2: Yeah, like correct. It's like or, you don't know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um,
0: uh, and since we're like, so, and then improv, like, how do you learn about improv?
2: Um, probably, uh, like a lot of people uh, watching, like Who's Line and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I think I think that's how I came to know what what improv was as an art form, right. Um, cause like I, like, yeah, like I, I knew about like ad libbing and, and stuff like that and just sort of making stuff up on the spot and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But like, as far as like, like doing like that sort of like art form, like, you know, this is like, clearly these people are trained in this yeah Uh kind of thing.
0: Um, I think one of the things that gets lost with who's lying is that like, People think that every joke hit, like every like, oh, yeah. they don't realize that it, <laughs> it was a forty-five or hour-long taping that was whittled down to twenty minutes. Yeah, to like, exactly. Um, where they make it look so much easier than it actually is. Yeah. Uh, so and then I'll ask since we're already talking, uh, who would have been your favorite Live cast member growing up? Like, who's who's? Or not even growing up, but like
2: looking back now. Um, I know that like. <laughs> Oh right, yeah, we were talking we, were, we we, were, we were talking about that uh, that that list of like you the, know the, yeah. the power rankings of like every single yeah because yeah. Meanwhile, this member. week
0: we've uh, Tina posted this yeah. Rolling Stone article about the listing this one guy's official ranking of all the cast members, and we all like were very vocal that lo- <laughs> that Norm Macdonald <laughs> is not that low. Like,
2: yeah, like, Norm Macdonald is probably one of my faves. <laughs> like, he's, it's yeah.
0: just spite that he's that low. Like, yeah. And, and I
2: th- made the comment that,
0: like, he is below two women that never actually appear know, on the like, show. <laughs> like, I mean,
2: I like, don't get me wrong, like, I love Sarah Silverman. Like, I, I love her comedy right. and stuff like that, but... She was like MacDonald's McDonald's body. She barely of work. got any screen time on yeah. that show. So like, how can you rank her higher than Nor McDonald? Um, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I, I, like when I first read it, I was like, "What did this guy? What did Nor McDonald do to this guy?" I don't know to it make him was, so angry. Was,
2: was that article written by uh, by Lauren Michaels? No. It was <laughs> <laughs> but Lauren, but I think looking back,
0: Lorne's pretty decent with Norm. <laughs> like it's. Oh, he
2: did. He did way too many OJ jokes. Told him, not to told him that wasn't Lorne's problem. that
0: was the dude at <laughs> the network. That was true. That was, true,
2: that was um, true. Maybe it was it, the guy at the network. <laughs>
0: it was a uh, like, yeah, just so. All right, but favorite. Like I mean, you said Norm's one of. But uh, yeah,
2: Norm. Like I, uh, I think I was getting into Saturday Night Live. Like around uh, the time of like Will Ferrell and yep. like Chris Kattan, Sherry O'Terry, and stuff like that, and I I, I really uh, I really enjoyed um, uh, Sherry O'Terry and like Anna Gasteyer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think they get enough mm-hmm. respect or play. Yeah. As how pivotal they were because we mentioned, uh, you know how. 85 to 90 was not good for people of color and ethnicity. Yeah, on Saturday Night Live, 91 to 95 wasn't very good for women either. Like yeah. Jan Hooks, Nora Dunn, they left the show. Yeah, and that was a huge vacuum. Like Jer- Julia Sweeney is capable and decent, mm-hmm. and she created this monster character with Pat. Yeah, but name another. Can you name another female from those from you, that from that You said hero. Sarah Silverman but like
2: Yeah, but like yeah, she barely got any screen time. I mean, she, I can't. She, she only like worked on like one season. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. like
0: and then Molly, Sherry, yeah, and mm-hmm. Anna come on. Yeah. And they reinvent again and make it like exactly. it wasn't as um female dominant, but like mm-hmm. they clearly had their voices, they clearly had their characters and yeah. they contributed way more than females had you know going back to gilda and yeah um the yeah, original three like
2: um yeah because i really like was it, it was yeah it was Anna Gasteyer that did the uh, like like the like like the teachers that like to sing and yeah stuff the, like that, the yeah.
0: uh with her and um yeah, well yeah, yeah
2: yeah her and will like i used to love those sketches like so much because mm-hmm. they're so freaking corny like like, it's it's just like teachers trying to be cool it's so corny but
0: like i always thought that they were so well put together like yeah the music
2: works yeah Yeah, you got me burping (laughs)
0: like the music still works and it's just like it's fun and weird and just the one joke from the that sketch that i remember is like uh will just like I know sign language, and I don't appreciate you calling my wife an a hole. <laughs> and then Anna comes That's the letter J. Like
2: I'm just like,
0: that's so stupid. Like, uh, <laughs> all right. So, what gets you into to starting to do comedy? Like, what comes first, improv or sketch or?
2: Um, I started. I started with improv, um, and like, yeah, because I always kind of like to play different characters and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I uh I I <laughs> in my early 20s I actually started going to renaissance fairs right um like a friend of mine showed up he was like you know he, he was like hey you want to go to renaissance fair and I was like yeah um yeah that'd be cool I haven't been since I was like a little kid mm-hmm. um and then he like shows up and he's like in costume and stuff <laughs> and I was just like whoa I want to I want to be in a costume. Like people do that. That's a thing. So did you like?
0: <laughs> did he have like an extra like closet of costumes for you? No, or I did just you just I, have to like. I just threw
2: something together. Oh, okay. I like had like a martial arts gi and like in <laughs> my closet, and I threw on some pants and some boots with that. And <laughs> <laughs> and and boots with that and what What was it? And I was just like, what, like, what would was, you call yourself? I was just like, hey, I'm a pirate. <laughs> 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 um. It also helped that I that I had that I was starting to grow dreads at the time. So <laughs> that like that that really like cinched it. Um, but after a while, like I, I kinda got into it and, and like I sort of started building onto this character which came to be known as uh, Gabriel Sharktooth Devon, um, which was like a character that I would just I would just play like when I w- when I would go to the Renaissance fairs. Okay. And every now and then like yeah, I would just like go and just interact with people in this character. And one thing that I kept finding that, like, would happen was sometimes someone would give me, like, a reply that I didn't really know what to do with. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know. Like, I, I don't know how to reply to that. I don't know. Um, so I was like, oh, what if I, if I took, a, like, improv class <laughs> okay. to, like, get better at, like, being this, like, weird character <laughs> that I like to do? <laughs> so
0: your, your, your entry into improv purely comes from renaissance fair shenanigans
2: basically. yeah pretty much wow. yeah just renaissance fair shenanigans
0: so alright so where do you start improv
2: <laughs> um I started taking improv I took the intro class uh with uh Greg Mon, and then he also then became my 101 teacher okay um when when I decided that yeah this is this is pretty cool mm-hmm. I want to take the full class um so well, like roughly when this was maybe time wise like, either like late twenty eleven or early twenty twelve, I okay. would say.
0: Is this still the point where fit classes are at random spots throughout the city? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No centralized location um,
2: yet. This is when the shows were at the Shubin, and then I would take classes. Um, I would take classes at the Adrian, okay, um, in some of the yeah you know, the well the, the stuff that they still have.
0: So you okay. Um so 101 with Greg. So 201 was with
2: uh, 201 uh, was with Nick Gillette. Okay. 3. Uh, 301 was with Emily Davis. Okay. 4. And uh, 4 was with Kristen Shear. Did you do a conservatory? I did not. Uh, do
0: you have any indie teams that grew out of your classes or uh,
2: yeah, my first uh, indie team uh, came about um from from people that um stuck with the program of uh, from like 101, mm-hmm. and we started forming it around like the end of, of 301, and then I think we premiered somewhere at the beginning of 401 classes. Um, yeah, the, the, th- the called the, the name of the group was uh, was Cake Bear. Okay, um, and it was it was myself, it was uh, Joe Coughlin, it was uh, Joe Spampinato, uh, Ryan Barlow, uh, uh, Wendy Lenhart, and uh, and uh, Andrea Susnick.
0: Okay, um, and then you got into at least one of the Faye house teams, right?
2: Um, I was on Masher. No, you guys. So Masher um, yeah, like I got onto Masher um, <laughs> after auditioning maybe like four times, right? Because it was just like. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not gonna count right now. Don't, like, like I'm gonna don't start, count the ones I'm you didn't to I'm gonna count all too. the teams that I wasn't on. <laughs> don't I wasn't on Dr. don't drive <laughs> yourself crazy. That's not helpful or healthy. I, I always I always just try and keep track just, just so I just so I remember the timeline. Right. <laughs> um,
0: so then when does the the sketch come in? Because um, sketch comes I mean this is dated. April of thirteen, so I'm assuming yeah. you did at least a couple of the improv classes, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Prior, um, that was, yeah, like that was that was that was like a good time. To like, I think I got into like a good groove because like I was able to finish most of my improv studies by the time I started getting into uh, into sketch.
0: What? So what was the the hook? Why? Why were you like, let's go do sketch now?
2: Um, I don't know. I had finished all of the. Uh, I'll, like yeah I had pretty much completed all of improv and I was just like you know I, I really like I really like this comedy stuff and making people laugh and yeah. um, you know and I've always been interested in in sketch you know from like SNL and in and living color and, mm-hmm. and all that and stuff like that um, so I was like yeah like let me just let me just try my hand at this let me just try my hand at at writing um, some of this stuff instead of you know just making it up right um yeah so I, I took i took the 101 with with brian kelly um i did not take 201 yeah but that was at the point where 201 was
0: few and far between they yeah
2: but i still haven't taken it yet. every
0: other every three terms so
2: yeah it was like a weird cycle um
0: where does a, what what's your first sketch like experience performing
2: um performing shoot um, probably, like, yeah, like, aside from doing, like, skits in the Boy Scouts, uh, <laughs> probably, like... Which we
0: could have talked about if you ever wrote them down and <laughs> brought them with you, like, <laughs> I'm me, not above that. Let we me go back,
2: those. way <laughs> back, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, actually, like, when I first started writing sketches, I didn't really have any intention of being in them. Right. Um, I would go to SketchUp or up and I would just hand them off to to someone else to to read. I think I think so you were one of the ones that were like I need four people pass out the
0: four roles and walk away. And yeah, just like
2: yeah, exactly. I think I think when I did this one, the Regret Man sketch. Um, I think I think like Andrew Stanton played Frank in that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't remember that perfectly, but yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Not a bad choice for. Her. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I don't know. Um, performing wise I don't know I sort of got into the groove of it from going to uh, SketchUp and being in other people's sketches yeah e- even if I wasn't going to perform in my own um, but I didn't really get into the habit of like doing stuff with the intention of putting it up there on stage and, and like performing it and like booking a show and stuff like that until um, until until like I, I Spark my friendship with uh with Jen Curcio right okay um and yeah like like Jen like I had known her from like from like improv and she started getting into sketch and stuff like that mm-hmm. and we're starting to become like pretty good friends and then yeah we just started like talking about like doing shows together and like putting stuff together okay um and then yeah we uh we like teamed up with with Karen Coleman um and we did like the uh, uh Jen Quinton featuring uh Karen Coleman um, and we, yeah we featured Regret Man in in that in that show yeah okay. um, almost like probably almost like a year after it had been written hmm. um, something like that um, so yeah like we performed like a bunch of like different sketches um, I remember like <laughs> Jen had like this one about this like uh, Jessica Lang like murder cult or whatever <laughs> <Like> <laughs> That sounds familiar. Yeah, um we've we even like had like t-shirts like she made t-shirts with Jessica Lange. Face I, on it, which I still have. That maybe that's where I <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking
0: about it from a t-shirt I've seen. Yeah. Uh, so, where does is there anything else
2: until Adventure Friends comes up? Um well, the thing about that is like working with Jen. Um I think it was Emily Davis had approached her about uh making a sketch team that uh, writes form uh, that writes in the Herald format, right? Um, like yeah, the the Herald improv uh, Herald format of improv. You know where there's like the the three main scenes and there's group scene and there's like the second beats yeah. and the third beats and all that good stuff. You guys are comedy people, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I only I, I'm not an improv person, but I only know that because of the first Adventure Friends I saw. I was like, why are they repeating things? So yeah, much? exactly. So so <laughs> and someone hit that, me too. Like they're doing the yeah. Herald just written down. I was
2: like. Okay. That was that like Adventure <laughs> Friends was the foundation. Uh well, I mean, the the, the Jen Curcio uh her- sketch herald project idea of written was her the foundation of, of Adventure Friends because um you know, because Jen uh tapped me uh to be on the writing team for that. She also tapped Mike Butler mm-hmm. and Shannon DeVito, um, who I now write with for, for Adventure Friends. Yeah. Um and in that group also was uh, was uh, Caitlin Catanella and uh, and Aubrey Williams okay Um, yeah and like we I think we did two shows yeah we did two shows um, as the uh, as the sketch herald team I think it was like Jen and friends or something like that I I I forgot what the name of it so it wasn't adventure friend like yeah adventure friends came Um, out of this but adventure friends the, the name adventure friends came from a sketch that I wrote um and it was like it was like a parody of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um where the uh <laughs> where it was like the the like Indiana Jones and it like, was it was actually called Canyon Jack. Um right, okay. but um it was it it was basically like a like a sort of like a bromance between uh him and, and like this Nazi that was trying to stop him or whatever and stuff like that. And you know, like they they started like talking about like hanging out and stuff like that, and then and then one of them says like, "Oh, you want to be adventure friends?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sounds familiar too. I'm trying to think if I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so and then you also have bully, which mm-hmm. is returning. Yeah. To a new space.
2: Yeah, to a new space. We had the uh, our uh, bully presents two person circus. We had that at. Uh, the playground um yeah the in the adrian Mm -hmm. the comedy sports space um and that ran uh we had we had shows in october november and december of of last year Mm -hmm. um and it's yeah it's like a it's we try and make it like a true variety show like sort of like a vaudevillian kind of thing where but doesn't everyone have to like everything's a duo right yeah or at least yeah. you're trying that mm-hmm. everything's gonna be yeah a duo. we try we try to book um, as many duos as we can and mm-hmm. like as much variety of duo as we can um, the first show that we had we had we had um, oh yeah we had hot and bothered which is a, a great musical duo uh, from Baltimore um, we also had uh, boom boom kapow and uh, and margot Starlux, and they did this uh this this duo burlesque scene um uh, like like a burlesque routine mm-hmm. as, as a duo um and uh oh shoot what was what was the uh what was the other one what was the other thing that we had? I'm trying to remember who else we had on that show um but yeah, we tried to stick with the uh but with bully, you're actually doing characters
0: too like. Mm-hmm. You're, I, I'm going to get it wrong. I know, there's a, I know there's some kind of bird reference in both yeah, names. Yeah, I'm,
2: uh, I'm James Duckworth okay. and Libby Rindle is Natalie Birdweather. Okay. Yeah. So I was right about the bird thing. Mm-hmm. For both exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, so where did that come about? Why Why the characters? Why
2: the <laughs> because me and Libby are weird. Um, that, that's just, they just like, hey, <laughs> do this as other people like, entirely. We're weird and we can't do anything normal. Um, <laughs> um, no, it, it can't, like, us working together as a duo came about, um, like, we, w- we had both been familiar with, with each other um, just through the comedy scene and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think the first time I ever met her was was at uh, Free and private Connie's when they were still doing Connie's Rick Rack right. shows there. Um, and yeah, and then, like, you know, she was always just someone that, like, I, I knew, but, like, didn't really know. Um, and it wasn't, like, until uh, we did uh, the oh yeah, it was like improv uh, house team auditions uh, when it was during when they picked uh, Hoffman and Trash Island. All right, I said and
0: not name the, the groups that you didn't get on. Like that's not like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just <laughs> trying. I'm just trying <laughs> to
2: do it to to keep the timeline straight. <laughs> but we both auditioned for for that round, and we both saw each other perform. Like that was the first time we ever saw. Uh, the other perform okay um, so it wasn't even like you guys
0: performed in the same scene together in the mm-hmm. in the audition you no. just saw it and like oh yeah
2: like we just like saw each other and it was like I remember like watching her like on stage and I was just like oh wow it's, that's a really cool move like I I wonder like if I was in that scene like what would I do in, in that and stuff like that and and then like yeah then we were like sitting together we were talking and we were like, oh man, I hope I hope they put us in a scene together. Mm-hmm. And they never put us in a scene together. Like they like we never we never got in a scene together.
0: You can't get on the team, you can't get <laughs> to do improv with the people that you want to. <laughs> just all yeah. those auditions aren't good for you, apparently.
2: Yeah, but we we liked each other enough that like we like kept hanging out and then and then we started talking about like, yeah, like what if we just like perform together? Like what if we what if we like what if we just booked a show and like performed together mm-hmm. and i can't remember like which one of us like suggested that we do some sort of character bit or something like that i think it might have been libby and it was just like it was like yeah like we yeah that would be cool <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like i love doing characters be so great.
0: so during a bully show you you are Duckworth the entire time like
2: yeah, like actually, it didn't. It didn't start out like that originally. Right. Um, when we first started performing together, we uh, the characters sort of fancied themselves as these renowned thespians that were gonna try out this new thing called improv. Okay. Um, and so like yeah, we w- we would s- we would do like a bunch of different scenes, and it was like basically just basic sort of montagey sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, after a while, like we were like, "Hey, we have these great characters. Why don't we just do Keep sets as these characters?" Um, so then, it sort of evolved into this sort of monocene day in the life of these two eccentric 1920s socialites um, that are always trying to climb the social ladder and like trying to prove that that like they're the best and stuff like that all the time, but See, ultimately yeah. failing at it every single See, time. See,
0: I kind of think I would like that more. I, I like when improv like has a basis of like um, the one fit conservatory class did the thing called the aquarium, mm-hmm. couple, like a year ago or so. Yeah. I love that concept of like way more than I just like hey, give us a
2: word, like let's
0: go. Yeah, like, exactly. All right, so the the two person circus returns and it heads to Latage, yeah. in March, March sixteenth, 16th. sixteenth. 16th Who's on it? Uh, so far, um, we have the amazing flying Edelmans. That's how I knew when I was on March sixteenth when I talked to them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good. They're fun. Yeah, they're real fun. See gimmick show. Uh, <laughs> That's a great plug there. Um, <laughs> They'll appreciate it. Yeah, um, but seriously, see gimmick show. Um, yeah, we also uh, have uh, Max and Maggie uh, doing some some of that some of that sweet sweet improv. Yeah. And we also have uh, have a burlesque act, not a duo, um, <gasps> but uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Renaissance Noir, um, is going to do um, some some burlesque for us. Cool. Um, yeah. So I think I think so far that's that's who we have nailed down. Um, we're we're also like looking. We haven't booked a stand-up There's yet, a but we're.
0: A couple more acts that you uh, are open.
2: Yeah, yeah, we uh, got although, some spots open. By the
0: time this goes up, we'll, we should know. We got some spots
2: open. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna reshare the, uh, um, the form.
0: <laughs> uh, so, we mentioned like you did an improv class to play with this character that you created for Renaissance, Renaissance <laughs> Bears. So, why do you continue with comedy?
2: Honestly, I can't imagine not doing comedy now. Mm. Like, it's it's really weird in the sense of like. I can't imagine not doing it, and I can't imagine anyone letting me stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've met so many good people uh, through doing comedy, and it's it's opened a door of expression for me that I never really had before in my life. Um, one thing that I like about performing... Um, is anything that is going on in my life, whether I'm worried about bills, whether I'm worried about uh, how, how am I getting, you know, um, mm. whether I'm worried about am I going to be alone, whatever. Um, when I get on stage, all of that just melts away. Right. All of it is gone. Um, and comedy is, is a great vehicle because I, lo- I love making people laugh. And yeah, it's it's just probably the most fulfilling thing that I'm doing with my life.
0: <laughs> and then uh since you've been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. uh what's something that you've learned from comedy that um, you would pass
2: on? It's okay to take risks. Um everything isn't always going to work out and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um And, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's also helped me to take criticism better. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully constructive criticism. But, yeah, yeah, like, especially from doing sketch um, and being in the room where people will say, like, hey, like, you know, maybe change the ending or maybe change this or something like that. And learning to be okay with that and learning that it's not a personal assault on you or your character it's not saying that you are not good at comedy it's just you just need to keep working yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. that this joke work doesn't work doesn't mean that you're not working exactly as a total all right yeah thanks Quentin no problem The duo that Quentin couldn't remember when talking about the first Bully Presents Two-Person Circus was Understudy, which is Ralph Andraccio and Shannon DeVito. The return of Bully Presents Two-Person Circus takes place at LaTage on Thursday, March 16th at 8pm, featuring Alejandro Morales, who was at it since we recorded this, The Amazing Flying Edelman, Max and Maggie, and Renaissance Noir. If you're the plan-ahead kind of person, head to brownpapertickets.com for tickets. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at PHLSketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to woodercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com and like My First Sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.